And radio listeners, it is our privilege today to welcome to the pulpit Reverend Winston George Lewis. He is the minister of the Constant Spring Road Church of God in Kingston, Jamaica, where he has pastored for over 14 years. It is our privilege to have him and his wife in church with us. They're visiting Toronto with their family members, came to see and check up on them and have a wonderful time together. So, would you give a warm welcome now to Reverend Lewis. Amen. <laughs> Blessings on you, Pastor. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Greetings in the name of Christ, our blessed Savior. How sweet this bond of perfectness. Only Christ could have made this possible because as human beings, we were created to be relational beings, but we sometimes don't agree. And we can't truly walk together or even worship together if we don't love the Lord in the same way. I am indeed excited to be with you today. And I'm sure there is at least one person who would be more excited than I am, and that would have been my late sister, June. She was very special to me and to us as a family, and it is because of that connection why I am here and we are here, and we will keep this link and trust that my sisters and brothers who are here will keep the tradition that they will come and experience the grace of God in its fullness. I greet the entire household. Pastor Nick Stavropoulos, if, I get, if, if it's correct, <laughs> um, and his church family. <laughs> Um, it's good to be here, and I'm going to lead you to the gospel according to St. John, chapter 14, 13 for that matter, and we will look at verses 34 and 35. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love one for another. The word of the Lord. When you love one another, the world will know who you are. Only when the Holy Spirit resides in a believer's heart can true love be reciprocated. We can't love without the love of Christ. It is he who enables us to love. The text before us seeks to galvanize the spirit of the New Testament covenant which says that we should love one another 
at all cost. This was an imperative from the Lord, which his disciples had to fully grasp in order to demonstrate to the world that they are indeed disciples of Christ. So, you claim to be disciples of Christ, are you not? Is there any visible sign for the world to see? That's what Jesus said. If we love, then the world will know. As together we celebrate International Fellowship Day, I would like to make an important statement. It is impossible to begin loving someone without being born again. Controversial, isn't it? Because you are going to say to me, but I've always been loving. But I am saying to you today, it is not quite possible to love without first being loved by the Lord and embracing his love. Because we are able to love because of his indwelling spirit in our hearts, in our lives. In fact, it is this, it is the born again experience which qualifies such persons to enter the kingdom of God. I would like to suggest that this is so because it is the new birth which gives significance to our being and our doing. To love one another as commanded by Jesus, we must have being. Being speaks to who we really are. A tree is known by the fruit it bears. Every Christian is a planting of the Lord. Therefore, it produces fruit of righteousness. I want you never to forget that your being can be improved by abiding in the vine. John chapter 15 verse 4 says, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. Loving one another is dependent on the love which God has shed abroad in our hearts. I would like also to suggest that not only does the new birth give significance to our being, but it also regulates our doing. To love one another as commanded by Christ our Lord demands doing. Doing in this context emphasizes performance. Deeds, actions, love is a verb. And it is very demonstrative in its outworking. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 says, Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. Love is not proud. Love does not dishonor. Love is not selfish. Love is not easily angered. Love does not keep a record of wrongs. 
Love does not delight in evil. Love protects. Love preserves. All of us, and I'm speaking to you today as members of this fellowship here at Rosewood Church of the Nazarene, you must do everything, everything to forge unity in the body of Christ so that you will be more like Christ, more like him every day. That's the call from our Lord Jesus Christ. Love is the central theme to which Jesus made reference in John 13, 34, 35. Love inspires dialogue. You can't love and not communicate. Love inspires tolerance. For we are different. Our cultures differ and so are we. But when we love, we learn how to put up with each other. Amen. That's love. Amen. Love inspires unity, without which no genuine work of the Holy Spirit can manifest. No genuine work of the Spirit can manifest if there is no unity. Therefore, I would like to challenge you on this your International Fellowship Sunday to surrender to the Holy Spirit as did the disciples in the upper room. Amen. Do you remember that experience? Class issues were no more. Race issues were no more. Religious issues were no more. Personality issues were no more. Social and political issues were all thrown out because they found peace with God. Oneness entered into their being and so they were now able to embrace even people who didn't look like them or even speak like them or even share their religious beliefs. That's what they Word and the Spirit of God does to us when we come to him. Amen. My friends, I want to say everything carnal will go when we come to God and surrender to his Spirit. Amen. Here we are today in a world that is divided, a world waiting for the church to demonstrate true love and unity. Let us go forth today and challenge the world by loving each other. The early church recognized the need for the presence and power of the Holy Spirit to whom they all surrendered their ambitions. I declare to you today to be a true and recognized disciple of Christ is to love and remain in the love of Jesus Christ. And I want to also say to you, no one has ever loved without being filled with the power of the Holy Spirit who makes relating to one another possible. Only Christ is able. Forging unity is not a superficial coming together where people come and worship 
and go home thrilled and still have not met and surrendered to the will and power of the Holy Spirit. The early church, the disciples realized that loving one another was almost an impossible task. Hence, they surrendered everything to the Lord. And the word says they were in one place, in one accord. Until we get to that place where there is oneness, we are just coming, singing, shouting, and going out the same. Seek more than anything else, unity at all cost. Believers in Christ at Rosewood Nazarene Church, give the world, give the people of the world another chance to see who you really are. Let them know you by what you do. Bearing fruit is what needs to happen. More and more of it. And the word says, every branch in me that bears fruit, he prunes it so it will bear more. Let them know who you are by being wholesome examples of Christ one to another, patient and tender-hearted to each other, forgiving each other, being tolerant towards one another. How can we say we love and not want to forgive? God wants us to give ourselves to him and present our energies and ambitions to his charge. Here we are on this very special Sunday, presenting or doing to God, presenting or being everything about us to God. And we are all saying, Lord, not my will, but thine be done. What we do discloses the real McCoy. What we do is really who we are. We can't be anybody else. So when I speak, I speak about me. And when I act, I act because I am me. That's who we really are, the things we do. So be good stewards of God. Bear fruit for him in the name of Christ. Genuineness of our character is evident in the work and activities we do. And I ask this question again. Have you been a true disciple of Christ by your being and doing? Has the world been attracted to you by what you say and do? What does your conscience say? For sometimes we think the world is saying wonderful things about us. But in our hearts we know. Because we know of our being and our doing. Love one another from the heart. When you love, the world will truly know that you are disciples of Christ. And I cannot say it any louder 
that the world is waiting to see love in action. Can I leave one last word with you? Love does not keep a record of wrongs. Perhaps today we need to forgive somebody. Somebody that has wronged you. Somebody that has made you less than you really are. And you have vowed never to forgive that person. But then you can't truly be Christ's disciples if you don't love. Let the world see Jesus in you. For indeed, if Christ is in you, he will shine forever and ever. Amen. Amen. What a wonderful, encouraging, inspiring message. May you and I live it out by his spirit and through the power of God's Holy Spirit. Let it be so. And as the people of God, filled with love, because he first loved us, we come now to this moment of celebrating our faith through the Lord's Supper. Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. He was saying, if you love me, if you love me, celebrate your faith through the Lord's Supper. And so today, as the communion elements are passed out, if you are a dear person that can truly say, I love you, Jesus. If you are a person who can say, I have asked for forgiveness of my sins, and I know I have been forgiven because Jesus died on the cross to pay the price for my sins, then I invite you to celebrate your faith because you have been adopted into the family of God, you are forgiven, and you know that you have the promise of heaven. But if perhaps, if perhaps you're not as yet ready to receive communion because you have not personally, personally dedicated your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, then I want you to bow your head with me, everyone. Bow your head with me. And if this prayer truly expresses your heart's desire, then would you pray it right where you are? Dear Lord, thank you for loving me. Thank you for inspiring me to love through this wonderful message from Reverend Lewis. And Lord, on this beautiful day, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I repent. And I receive your forgiveness because Jesus died on the cross to pay the price for my sins. I seek your forgiveness. Lord, I want to trust in Jesus as my Savior. My Savior, my Lord, the manager of my life. I give myself to you, dear God. And now I want to celebrate my spiritual decision 
by participating in the Lord's Supper, expressing my love to you through the bread and the drink. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.